Hey everyone, this is Michael and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. Today's episode is called Pour It Out. And it's a conversation between myself, Taylor Weaver, and Jack Bendel. Today on the podcast, we're talking about the message, Pour It Out. It comes from the book of Joel, looking at Joel chapter one and chapter two from the Bible. And this, we don't often talk about Joel. Joel is a fantastic book. And he's not preached from, he's not studied like maybe the gospels or something from the Pentateuch at the beginning of the Bible. But I think he's got a message that is specifically apropos for our time today. So sit back, enjoy this conversation, engage with us in it as we take a look at the Holy Spirit through the eyes of Joel. Take two. <laughs> I'm really excited about, I guess, talking about this again. Maybe we can find some new <laughs> things. We recorded, or at least we thought we were recording, and uh, didn't quite turn out the right way. <laughs> like 25 minutes in. Yeah, so we're trying again. But you know what? It it didn't work to record the day we were supposed to record, and then the day we did record, something yeah. went wrong. So this must be really important for people to hear that, like, yeah. A lot of interference. Anyways, so Jack, can you introduce yourself? Yes, um, my name is Jack Bendel. I go to Swahu. I'm majoring in architecture. Uh, and that's about it. I like Jesus. <laughs> well, good. And he's an all around good guy. <laughs> great guy, did I say great guy yesterday? I think, I think it was a great guy. All around, yeah. my, okay. There I'm you gonna, go. Gonna, I think it was your good. favorite guy last time. I, well, I think I can sure play it back. Right. <laughs> He's an all-around great guy. There we go. That's awesome. Well, we're really happy to have you back. <laughs> now you've had a little bit of practice. Yeah, so exactly. You know what to expect. So anyways, um, this sermon title was Pour It Out, correct? Yep. All right. In the book of Joel. Yes. And that was right off the bat kind of interesting because... Uh, we were actually talking before we pressed record about how Joel is kind of not really a book you look for or find super easily. So right. that automatically makes this a really interesting sermon. And so the engaged question is, who is the Holy Spirit for? Which I loved how you showed throughout. But my number one, what stood out to me probably in the first five minutes just automatically was why does it take crazy things to bring us back to God? Yeah. And I know personally, I feel like that has what has led me to God is crazy things have had to happen for me to be able to realize that he's there in the good and the bad. And I know that's really easy to forget. Um, with on Monday, saying goodbye to my boyfriend, who is, I like to refer more as best friend, you know, not like boyfriend <laughs> oh, all the time. Uh. So having to say goodbye to my best friend, he went back to work in Ohio. That was kind of a personal when relationships shift. And mm -hmm. in that way, I turned to God. But I, I don't want to just turn to God because it hurts right now. I want to turn to him before it hurts or at, yeah. not that you can like, Say, like, <laughs> all right it's gonna hurt soon so i'm gonna turn to god now but you know what i'm saying yeah. it's and i really hope that everybody was able to take a personal like look at their life and say oh 
that's when I did that. But yeah. I hope that I can mm-hmm. seek God continually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm experiencing something kind of similar in the way that I'm moving out of my parents' house for oh, the first time. That's really scary. <laughs> yeah, it is. And like they've they're definitely like massive spiritual giants in my life. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and mm-hmm. so it's like me and me and Jesus have been talking like even more about um what does it mean to have I thought I had an individual relationship with Christ, but like what does it mean to have a truly like one-on-one relationship with Christ? Yeah. And I feel like that's related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's part of it. Like these these shifts in like you you realize that you are more alone and that you aren't as alone as you thought you were at the same yes. time. Yes. Yeah. Almost almost the idea that you can't rely on others for your spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. It's more yeah. like, okay, now it's my turn to be there for myself and know that God is going to be there with me. No matter yeah. if my parents are near, yeah. no matter if somebody special to me is near, like, I don't need that because I have God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with that. Man, I feel like that also really, it, it changes the way you experience church too. Yes, um, completely. You know, because like, mm-hmm. I feel like you don't, I don't know, maybe this is just my experience, but like church was not a huge thing when I was a kid. <laughs> but it's like because your family is kind of like and like the people that you're closest to are kind of like your spiritual little foundation. And then when you realize that you are alone and those things shift, um, I feel like having a, a spiritual family is really, really important. So you don't kind of go off the rails. So when did your relationship be- with God become your own? If you grew up in a Christian home, there was a point where your relationship with God became more about you and God than you, your parents, and God. Often our parents maybe acted as a a mediator, someone who encouraged us in our walk with God, but there may have come a point where it was just you and God. Before we relied on our parents to guide us to God, and now it's just him and you. Might like go off on a tangent, but I really like how you said church changes because I have felt that growing up too. Like growing up in an Adventist home, it was always just you go to church, you are filled <laughs> with, you know, your spiritual needs for that week, and then you go living throughout your week. And church yeah. was just church was an awesome time to be able to relax and have that one day, but often it was forgotten on Sunday, mm-hmm. or you're off to whatever you need to cover that week. And that kind of goes to our relationship with God and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is daily. It's not just mm-hmm. on Sabbath. I mean, it's awesome to feel it on Sabbath. But yeah. yeah, until I started actually seeking God in my own relationship, did I view church as I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this because it's my religion, yeah. because of my parents, because of any other reason. So I, I really like how you pointed that out. Thank you. Um, Something that stood out to me in chapter 2, of Joel in verse 13, where it's talking about tearing our hearts and not our clothes Mm -hmm. and talking, that sounds painful, but I also understand that 
I don't know, maybe like more metaphorically or I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that I don't understand and that's yeah. why, because I take things really literally. <laughs> but anyways. And this part of the conversation is awkward because we answered this the first time yeah, I know. Record, <laughs> and then you're trying to set it up like, oh, I like, don't know. Because no. <laughs> we talked about it, but at the same time, I think it's, I think it's interesting. A different take on it that we haven't talked about is why, Pastor Michael, did you feel that that was really important to bring in to, mm, sure. like, why was that such a awesome verse you wanted to point out? So I think the the verses you're referring to, Joel 2, 12 and 13, yes. are central to the story. And there's this kind of before then, um, God is is bringing judgment upon his people through these images of locusts and... In some ways, we don't know if it's actual locusts or if it's armies, but the point is, is that there's kind of total dev not kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of total. There is total <laughs> devastation yeah. of the land, and uh, there's these invading forces, and it causes the people to uh, respond by consecrating themselves to God through a fast mm-hmm. and whatnot. And in the middle of that, God speaks out as they're kind of wrestling with all this, and He's like, "Remember." Return to me with all your heart, with weeping, fasting, uh, weeping, and mourning. Rend your heart, not your garments. Not Now return to the Lord, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love, and relenting of evil. And so he's in some ways reminding the people, hey, in the midst of you responding to this with uh, the, the signs of grief and sorrow, mm-hmm. you can respond with the outward expression of grief and sorrow, mm-hmm. but not have true grief and sorrow in your hearts. Yeah. Completely. And so God is saying, hey, um, make sure your heart <laughs> is expressive of what you're physically showing. Mm-hmm. And so to answer your direct question of why, why was this so important, um, I believe that it's central to the message of Joel and mm-hmm. that God is just this kind of like mean person if that's not mm-hmm. in here <laughs> because everything that he does comes from a place of love. He's like, remember, yes. this is my character. Yeah, These events may happen that look different than my character. But remember, my character is one of love and one of compassion. And I'm using what's happening here to draw you closer to me. Yeah. To yeah. grow the relationship, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't feel like that yeah. at all yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the moment. I keep thinking about Jesus and how like he was going through a Joel moment, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. com- total devastation. Yeah. And like you were saying, it's it. It's being set up in such a way that it's it's like almost viewed through the lens of God is making this happen to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of how like Joel is set up. And he like he rends his heart. Like that's what happens on the cross is him rending his heart. Mm. And so like that's that's the connection I was making. Yeah. When, when you said that in the sermon. Yeah. And for those of us that may not like, okay, what's the difference between rending your heart, not your garments? And and I tell you that was the question in your mind after the the message, right? The rending of garments was a a symbol of Jewish grief and Mm. sorrow. And so people would literally, like a a family member would die and they would find out about it and they would rip their tunic off. Mm. They actually rip their clothes. It was a sign (laughs) of grief and sorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, we don't do that in our society. It's weird. Um, but the the Jewish culture, the the Israelite culture, was very expressive yeah. emotionally, and that was a, a way that they communicated their grief was and showed their grief. So somebody's walking around with torn clothes, oh, they're mm. they're they're grieving something, they're sorrowful for something, and God's saying, hey, make sure your heart is in the same condition that your clothes are, because your clothes can be in that condition, but your heart yeah. it, it may not be, and then there's there's misalignment there. Yeah, 
And after we talked, I viewed it more as not everybody around you needs to know everything you're going through for mm-hmm. it to be valid or mm-hmm. for yeah. you to really feel that in your heart. Like you don't have to pour out your heart to everyone, pour out your heart to God. <laughs> and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. And doesn't have to be posted on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm going through such a rough time right now. Like you don't need that validation. You need God's validation. Yeah. And that's the important part that yeah. I really like. Um, I like that image of the torn clothes in Joel chapter 2 fascinates me. It's this very graphic image of someone who's in deep sorrow and their clothes are being ripped apart. And God says, hey, I want to make sure your heart is in that condition and you're not just ripping your clothes to, to rip your clothes. What does that look like in our day and age, right? As we engage with one another in conversation and community, I think sometimes the lives that we project, the caricatures of who we are, sometimes don't line up with what's on the inside. And particularly with social media, it can be uh, very easy to portray a part of ourselves that may not be true to how we're feeling. So how do we manage ourselves on the internet, social media, and portray a real Christian walk and not this kind of token uh, dramatization or theater of what's going on? recording when we did this the first time through (laughs) but like how it's in our nature and we were really bad about this but being a christian it's really the our like original state is to disqualify ourselves and everyone else (laughs) from like experiencing the holy spirit and and we are so quick to do that i'm so quick to be like well there is this situation but i can't really help in fixing it because i don't Truly, I'm not like Paul. I'm not yes. like, I can't do these spiritual acts that I see in the Bible because I don't like really have the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And ties back to what you're saying about being loved, right? Yes. It's like, I'm not really loved. <laughs> and we do the same thing to other people. Yeah. And it's like, well, if I don't have this Holy Spirit, they don't have the Holy Spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's yeah. like our, our natural state to be in. Yeah, yeah. One of exclusivity where God says, the kingdom of God is all about inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's about who gets in, not about who stays yeah. out. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. And Jesus walked around with a bunch of like teenagers and and like yeah. <laughs> like Peter was basically like a militant extremist. <laughs> and yeah. And yeah. he's just like, hey, these guys are gonna have like the power of God in about three months. <laughs> it's like what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing I wish I had said, um, and you know, this was a this was an interesting message to prepare for uh, and one that I really felt in my heart as opposed to my head. Sometimes there's head <laughs> messages and sometimes there's heart messages. And one thing I wish I had made more clear that I didn't um, take opportunity to do, I know I mentioned that there's there's no discrimination. The Holy Spirit's for all mm-hmm. people. And I specifically mentioned, um, I think, it, uh, where is it at? Um, gender, age, or social status. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had mentioned ethnicity or background because oh, I know yeah. that that's so like heavy mm-hmm. in our culture yeah, right, now. right now and, and yeah. you know, white, white supremacy and just kind of the, the leveling of, of backgrounds to say mm-hmm. that there's, there's the, your background does not make you better than somebody else. Yeah. And I wish, I wish I had, had mentioned that explicitly. I alluded to it, but I wish mm-hmm. I had, you know, everybody is, was included in what's gone on so far, but so yeah, how prevalent course. the, the yeah. topic of race <laughs> yeah. and um, the mm-hmm. relationship between people of different backgrounds. Um, the Holy Spirit does not discriminate on your background yeah. oh, absolutely or not. even your current situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like 
it's easy to say like, well, I was this. And then like, oh, I was, I did have a drinking uh, problem. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. And it's like, well, secretly I still do have a drinking problem. But yeah. if I pretend like I don't, maybe the Holy Spirit will empower me, you know? Right. But it's like, right. you are currently like a horrible person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like deep down, I, we're pretty bad people. And yes. the, the Holy Spirit still like lives in us, you know? Like it doesn't matter whether we're going through a rough time or yeah. whether we are like at the best we have ever been like man i am living the life and yeah. i really feel like i'm on a good path or whether whether maybe you feel like you're not it doesn't matter yeah. he's all like there's there's absolutely no discrimination yeah. for any right any point like right. the part that i like to think about is like when you're when you're doing really well you're more aware of it maybe yes you know mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean That's that true. it's necessarily more you know yeah. If there's only one thing that you take away from this episode, I want you to take away that you are loved. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done or what someone's done to you, you are loved by God. The maker of all things loves and wants you. And it's through knowing that it's God that loves us, we form our identity. You are loved. One of the last points that I have about whenever you brought in um, Ellen White, I have I have in my notes like reiteration. I want to like talk about this <laughs> because I know that we I know that in past podcasts, especially for this Revive series, yeah. we have talked about our individual and personal walk, but specifically from what you talked about um, from Ellen White. You said, you said, <laughs> she says um, that we can individually hear the Holy Spirit speaking. Mm -hmm. And I took that as kind of what we talked about earlier, that don't depend on others for your seeking of the Holy Spirit. It mm -hmm. is your personal walk. And I've actually struggled with this before. I've talked with my mom and my aunt, um, my aunt specifically, I really look up to her walk with God and she is just doing amazing things. But as amazing as she is, and she's a mentor for me, I don't want to compare my relationship mm -hmm. with her. I don't want to compare my relationship with amazing women that I'm seeing on campus that just really show the Holy Spirit to those around them. Or, you know, and then I start to think, man, their relationship with God must be amazing. Mm. I wish I had that. Yeah. And I waste time saying, I wish, I wish, I wish and comparing instead of just diving in and saying, this is my relationship and I'm going to experience the Holy Spirit yeah. in a way that maybe Pastor Michael, you won't, or Jack, mm -hmm. you won't. And that's what's cool. That's yeah. what hits different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. That's a really and that's, point. you know, we can, we spend so much time comparing, right? Social media mm -hmm. is built on the comparison. Yeah. Um, did I get as much likes as this other person or whatnot? <laughs> but as we look at the, the strong, the spiritual strongholds and mm -hmm. people around us, they've got the same access to the Holy Spirit that we do. Mm. Or better yet phrased, we have the same access to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes, do. yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And so to think that we we both, like if the Holy Spirit were a, a well in the middle of campus, mm -hmm. that we had to go there every day to get our water. Mm. It's free and available to all. Everyone can access it. And you've got the same amount of accessibility. You've got the same tools. You've got everything else. Yeah. And sometimes we we walk around being like, man, 
that person has a full water bottle. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a full, full water bottle, <laughs> but we never visit the well. Mm. That's a really good mm-hmm. point. We never go and drink of the living waters that Jesus promises to provide for, but we're frustrated when we see somebody who has, exactly and when right. we don't have it, we're like, that, <laughs> uh, that person, whatever, nasty thoughts towards that person. Yes. It's like, but I've never visited the well. Yeah. Never mm-hmm. asked for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting, like just a, a, another way that it's so we're so bad at comparing ourselves. Um, most of the time, from my experience, when I see like people that are really, really feeling the Holy Spirit and like mm-hmm. making a huge difference in other people's lives, they're completely unaware of it. They're just so unaware of it. That's so awesome. They're just kind of like traveling through the little trajectory God put in their path mm-hmm. and like yeah. creating this wake of spiritual. <laughs> Not destruction, the other thing. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and wake like, of spiritual positivity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's crazy that like, we're so bad at comparing ourselves because they don't even realize. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you look at uh, uh, Matthew 24 and 25, or I think it's Matthew 25, where Jesus talks about the, the sheep and the goats and he's separating mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And the sheep are like, uh, when were you hungry, thirsty, naked, <laughs> yeah. eating food? Yeah. And Jesus is like, well, you did it to the least of these. You did it to me. And they're like, <laughs> it was so a part of just what they did that yeah. they didn't even realize what they were doing. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Jack, did anything, I've kind of, it sounds bad to say like covered my points, but like <laughs> I, I write down I've notes. I've talked about everything that I've wanted to talk about, Jack. Is there anything you want to talk about? That sounds so awful. I take, I take notes for, you know, the sermons and listen and re-listen. And I come in here with the notes and I'm like, oh, these are great points. And sometimes it takes longer than others and other times it doesn't. But I want to know, like, did anything really stand out to you? Um putting you on the spot sorry no it's all right (laughs) it's all right something something um something did kind of stand out to me uh Mm -hmm. and and maybe so like recently i've been having a lot of conversations with people that are either struggling or not struggling with homosexuality Mm -hmm. and i actually sent them this text about uh whoa, whoops about uh <laughs> about uh joel about like the spirit mm-hmm. descending upon all people equally That's awesome. and i think like uh that really reminded me of of them and i think mm-hmm. maybe that's something that uh i was reminded of for a reason you know uh because i i think um especially in the communities that i've been in and mm-hmm. i don't mean like necessarily keen i mean like smaller communities yeah um <laughs> not trying to call like anyone out friend groups yeah, yeah yeah um that is something that has like like oh they're disqualified you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and i think um i think that's that's just not like it's not what joel is saying no you know and i yeah. think that i think that it you can find no matter what you're doing even if you believe like oh i'm i'm doing something wrong i think you can find solace in the fact that look i have the power of the holy spirit yeah you know like it's it's that's that's at least something i don't need to worry about (laughs) (laughs) is that the presence of god is with me no matter what i really like that because i think that that's true no matter what we're each facing it could be you could think you're an awful person but god knows your heart 
-hmm. God knows who you are. And no matter, no matter if it's something you're going through or we talked about identity and who we are in Christ and it all comes down to our relationship and knowing that no matter how we feel about ourselves, we have the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. which is, which is, you know, sometimes if you do feel a certain way about yourself, it's hard to talk yourself up and be like, God is with me. Everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know it's especially hard being like a gay Christian because of mm-hmm. the, of the culture around it, you know. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, I think that's really empowering text for for people who are dealing with that. It's yeah. for everyone. It is no discrimination. Yeah. The singular focus of the Book of Joel is that the Holy Spirit is for you and me. That you have direct individual access to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for you. It's for each of us. There's incredible power in knowing that the God of the universe is accessible to each and every one of us. You don't need this podcast. You don't need a, a, a church community to, to give direct access to God. Yes, those augment that. They help with the direct access to God. But God says, hey, I'm here and ready to be poured out in your life. Why don't you take him up on that invitation? Accept God, accept Jesus, allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Well, that pretty much wraps us up for this episode of Elevate Retake. We're doing this every week, trying to build community through your ears. We'd love to hear from you. Click on the link in the description and leave us a voice message. If something popped out to you or you've got a question you'd like to ask, you can also engage with us on social media at This Is Elevate TX or at Elevate Retake on Instagram. We'd love to see you there. And until next time.